In 2006, there were 2.2 million new cases of tuberculosis and 400,000 deaths from tuberculosis in India. This epidemic continues unabated. The numbers are worse the following year. But are we beginning to see a possible solution to this problem? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Maurice Pickard, your host, and with me today is Dr. Shelley Batra. Dr. Batra is a practicing gynecologist, author of best-selling book, Intimate Self, and 20 Minutes to Total Fitness. But she's also president of Operation Asha. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Pickard. Dr. Batra, could you tell me what is Operation Asha? Operation Asha is a 501c registered nonprofit for tuberculosis treatment in the urban slums of India. Now, in India, we have so many cases of tuberculosis. It is an epidemic, and the sheer number of cases far exceed those even in Africa. The problem with TB control is this, that the medicines are not given for home consumption. They have to be taken for six months. On an average, a patient has to go to a registered center 60 times. And these centers, believe me, are few and far between, open at inconvenient times. Now, my patients who earn less than a dollar a day cannot spend half their wages in bus fare and they cannot miss their work because they have to go for the medicines. So when the choice is between food and medicines, they choose food for the family. And this is where Operation Asha sets in. We are providing medicines to the doorsteps of slum dwellers. We are taking TB treatment deep into the urban slums. Our centers are open from early morning, maybe 6 a.m. to late at night. And no patient has to miss his work. No patient has to take leave. No patient has to disclose that he has got tuberculosis to his family or to his employer. And in this way, we are able to treat a lot of patients successfully and without default. How many patients are you taking care of right now? Right now, we have about 1,000 and almost 700 have been treated fully. They have finished the course of treatment. In the past one year, we have scaled up 30 times over and I'm very happy with the progress. How far would a patient have to walk to get to one of your clinics? Not more than 15 minutes walk. Most of our centers are located at a maximum distance of, say, 30 to 40 minutes walk. So even patients who are living the farthest away do not need to walk more than 20 minutes in order to reach the treatment centers. Another innovation is that our centers are situated near major bus stops, near large factories. So it's very convenient for the patients to get off the bus early in the morning, take the medicines, and then go to work. Who are your patients? Our patients are the slum dwellers. Our slums are unbelievable. They cannot be accessed even by bicycle, let alone by car. We have to walk at least two miles on foot. There are no roads. There are no houses either. These people live in cardboard boxes or small shanties, six feet by, f- six feet by four feet, made of paper and cardboard and twine, maybe with a sheet of plastic on top, which collapses every few days in the rains and in the wind. There's no running water, no toilets. The children are defecating in the open, and food is being cooked there itself. In the rack pickers colony, there are mountains of garbage all around. And the stench is unbearable. And these garbage, these mountains of garbage, are the source of every kind of infection possible. Whole families are sorting out garbage. Little children and elderly women sit there and separate the plastic from the wood, from the metal, which can be sold. When they don't come back... Who goes into this area? How do you find them? How do you convince them how important it is to take their medication? A very important part of TB treatment is TB education. This is our model. We start with education. 
we start with telling whole communities, whole groups of people that TB is a treatable disease. It is not anything to be scared of. There should not be any social stigma attached to it. You come to us and we will treat you. What we do is we have hired counsellors and our counsellors belong to the community. For every three centres, we have one counsellor who supervises the work and every evening he goes to find out if any patient has missed a dose. In case any patient has missed even a single dose, the, the counsellor who knows where the patients stay will walk to his house the next morning and the whole counselling is done all over again. The patient is told, you have missed a dose, you will get drug resistance, you might die. And before dying, you'll infect your family, your loved ones, your near and dear ones with the same drug-resistant form of tuberculosis, which can be fatal. So please do come and take your medicine. And invariably, they come back. You mentioned multiple drug-resistant tuberculosis. Could you give me an idea of what it costs to treat a patient before he becomes drug-resistant as opposed to he does become drug-resistant and needs multiple drugs? In my model, I'm spending only $11 to treat a TB patient for the entire six months. This is because we can leverage a dollar 35 times over. The reason is the medicines are for free from the World Health Organization and the U.S. organizations which come directly to the Indian government, and our expenditures only on the TB education and the default tracking. Our volunteers are for free. We are taking people from the community, the priests, small shopkeepers, treated patients. Any person who is inclined to social work is welcome to join us by starting a TB treatment center after getting trained by us and by the public hospitals. Our costs are very low. But if a patient becomes drug-resistant, the cost goes up almost 300 times. The medicines are not available so easily, nor are they for free. It's practically impossible for people who earn a dollar a day to afford this kind of medication. They invariably don't get it. And the epidemic that spreads is that of MDR tuberculosis. There is a saying in the medical profession, prevention is better than palliation. And we cannot treat a person pouring blood with a bit of band-aid stuck on it. So we have to prevent MDR tuberculosis. The writing on the wall is that we are on the brink of another epidemic, and that is of drug-resistance tuberculosis. And that can be prevented by implementing DOTS effectively. Which is direct observation of treatment systems. Yes. It's been recently reported that patients in tuberculosis hospitals, and therefore by definition have multiple drug resistance, were not getting the drugs and that actually human rights organizations were protesting the fact that there are people in hospitals and not being able to get multiple drugs for their tuberculosis. Are you aware of this? Yes, I'm aware of this, that the problem with multi-drug resistant tuberculosis is that we have no statistics and therefore no policy to implement treatment. All over the world, MDR cases exist. And not only that, we now have something called XDR or extensive drug resistance. And we have no statistics. We do not know how much percentage of the world's TB population is drug resistant. And that is why they are not adequate facilities to treat. Now, most governments are now trying very hard to treat MDR cases. Even in India now, there are a few centers where sputum culture is done. Because MDR cannot be treated without culture. But a culture is very different from a smear. 
a smear afb smear takes a few seconds and can be done by a technician for a for a sputum culture to diagnose mdr and to diagnose which medicine will be suitable it requires a proper laboratory setup it is an expensive time consuming job and this is why it is so difficult to treat even the diagnosis is difficult not just the treatment have you thought about taking the model that you've described which sounds like it has tremendous potential to other cities in india yes dr pickard we are planning to expand rapidly now and we have already planned to expand to 10 other cities before the end of the year in each of these 10 cities we have we have volunteers we have supporters we have people who are well established in society who will take the responsibility of doing a proper job in the sense that there should be no drug, no drug default and all patients should be taken care of properly expansion is very much on our list and not just to 10 cities we want to expand all over india and maybe later on to other countries i firmly believe operation asha is not just a non-profit societies evolve because of revolutions and i believe operation asha is a revolution in tuberculosis treatment that will sweep the entire world you're in the united states now and i had an opportunity to talk to you 6 months ago and i'd like to know one how things are going in the last 6 months and also why you come to the united states at this particular time in the past 6 months we have increased our work more than 3 times and not only that just sheer medicines but our other support to the tb patients has gone up for example distribution of blankets food items groceries we even had a hepatitis camp where all our patients were given hepatitis b vaccine free of cost so we are doing a lot for our patients apart from expanding rapidly and opening many more tb centers which is the need of the hour yes i come to us again and again two reasons Number 1 the spirit of giving is there in Americans and they genuinely feel from the bottom of their hearts that they should do something for those who are not so privileged for those who are suffering they believe that they can make a difference and every little goes a long way to help the poor as i said my cost is 11 dollars to treat one patient and there is one more thing in operation asha we have the management structure and the internal resources to treat half a million patients in the next 2 years for which we need 2 and a half million dollars which is a big amount but i firmly believe that with so many good people in the world someone or the other will come forward and help and make our work a success dr batra you're a practicing gynecologist you've written two best selling books you've been on the bbc you've been a tv personality in india What has made you take this career change and become so involved in Operation Asha? I've achieved a lot of success in life, both as a doctor and as a writer. I've had a good innings, and I feel it's my time to give back to the community. Doctors, especially specialists, tend to live in their ivory towers. They get a lot of respect, but they do tend to get a little isolated from the underprivileged. And every person I have met. in india and especially in the us has taught me to give and not to count the cost and i feel it's my time now to give my time and energy and talent and whatever little i have to serve the poor as a gynecologist your practice was women has the gender difference in india also motivated you to reach out to help women in need the gender differences so terrifying that it cannot be described in our country we have families most families where women eat last and if there is a meal of carbohydrates and proteins rice and lentils the women don't get the lentils out of choice 
quite often out of choice and sometimes out of compulsion. If there is food on the table, the best quality food goes to the menfolk. If two children have tuberculosis, a boy and a girl, the boy will be given treatment, the girl might be left alone. This is what motivates me to spend more and more time with Operation Asha. I want to thank Dr. Shelley Batra for being our guest today, and we've been discussing Operation Asha, an attempt to bring the epidemic of tuberculosis under control in India. And I'm Dr. Maurice Pickard, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. For questions and comments, please send your emails to xm at reachmd.com or visit us at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.